Welcome back to POTB Points on the Bench Podcast. Welcome back to Points on the Bench, your fantasy baseball podcast. This is episode 16 of the 2019 baseball season. We're your hosts, Chris Rick and Hanley, recording at the one and only Northgate Studios at UC Berkeley. How's it going, guys? What's up? It's been a while. It's been three weeks plus. I know we're also busy, but you know we all we're busy in multiple like facets of our lives. I also have like eight fantasy teams. That's keeping me really busy. Most of them are in last place, <laughs> including uh, what in our league. Do not admit that. In, <laughs> in, in our league, let me see here the standings. I missed you... some drafts. Okay. <laughs> well, but in our league, I've, Chris is in second. I'm in fourth, and Derek here all the way down in twelfth in last place. Yeah, whatever. Well, hey. well, you were just arguing for the Giants having three championships. I got one last year, so that's my argument. Okay. You're only a few sure. games back, and when I mean few, that's. 26 and a half. Well, <laughs> I'm le- and a half if back. you're just trying to get into the playoff, it's less than that. Yeah, uh, I see. So, so I'll look at it that way. Okay. I was talking to you the I'm other day. To stay you were positive. giving up. You were giving up. No, yeah, I, it's going to take I, a lot. I'm to not giving back. up. I just don't have the time in my day that, to make all the changes that I need to make to make that team <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, you're, who, who's you gotta, on the trade block? Everybody. I mean, I have some good players. I, I got Bell, JD, Rendon. So before it was a little hard in Yahoo because you didn't have the research. So you didn't really know how many ads per se were happening. Right. No, I think you knew ads maybe, but it was a little harder to get to. Now when you log into Yahoo on the app, it shows you what the most added player is. So quickly, if you're not on that and ready to jump on these players that are quickly getting added, then you kind of miss the boat. Yeah. Well, I try to be. I don't try to rely on Yahoo to tell me who the most added is. I, I'd like to be. It's on interesting it ahead of though. That. It can lead you on to a player. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have, you know, multiple teams, he may not be available in every league. But some of the call-ups, like how do I, you know, with a life, how do you stay up to date with every single call-up that's going to happen? You don't yeah. have yeah. a life. That's what. That's what. That is how you stay up to date yep. with all this stuff. Um, all right, let's get into this, this day, day in, in baseball. baseball. We got a good one. There was a couple good options I was checking out today. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to 1957. On an off day at Fenway Park, Ted Williams, using his shotgun, shoots approximately 35 pigeons sitting on a chair in front of the bullpen of the empty ballpark. Where is PETA? <laughs> Nowadays, this would not like this would this could. How do you even bring a shotgun into the stadium? How do you that shoot a loud. shotgun? <laughs> Are you shooting them in the sky or on the oh, ground? No, no, oh no, they're, they're 100 on the ground. Really? Okay. Oh, oh, come on, dude. Do you know how hard it is to shoot birds that are flying with a shotgun? Yeah, but people do that. People hunt birds. No, no, no sure, sure. But the, also, it's like it's a it's a ballpark. What are you gonna do to get the pigeons to come off you, the ground? So the ballpark, you is, throw a, ba- a baseball at them. Oh, I see. The field manager comes around and he's yeah. he has his lawnmower and it's like ting 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 from the shotgun pellets. Anyways, the kids' target practice predictably upsets the Massachusetts Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, but Red Sox owner and avid sportsman Tom Yockey's pr- participation in the hunt helps to quell the outrage usually directed at the superstar ball player. So he basically got away with it. Nowadays. What would happen? You'd be suspended. The the owner would be suspended. Uh, 
I don't know what would happen. I'm not there'd, gonna lie though. I mean, there'd have be you, some laws. Have you seen There's some those? laws broken here? Yeah, but did they you, eat the pigeon? Oh no, I'm sure. Do you, nobody eats pigeon. No, no, no 100 percent that people eat. No, not even pigeons. Just pigeons in general. Pigeons, I heard, is pretty actually good. Who good. eats pigeons? Small game, Who, my friend. What do, Small game. What, what do pigeons feed on? They feed on like they go through like the, the breadcrumbs, dog. Breadcrumbs. What? What breadcrumbs? Especially in the, Boston, the, they're like the <laughs> pigeon lady. Every every yeah. town has a pigeon lady. I saw in Home Alone. They're, they're too. eating like trash. They're no, eating no, Wonder I, Bread. I, I saw that like, in Home Alone. Oh, there's dinner. There's dinner, little Tommy. Let go, let's go kill that pigeon. We're having pigeon for dinner. Pigeons aren't always in the city either. Yeah, people eat pheasants and quail and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure. Okay, people eat pheasants pigeon. and quail, not a pigeon. We're oh. talking about pigeons in Boston. They did not eat the pigeons. Okay, they so could have. Was w- oh, were the, the pigeons God. were the pigeons a problem, or did he just <laughs> like want to kill something that day? I'm, well, I'll tell you I'm what. I'm sure he just wanted to kill something. The seagulls in San Francisco are becoming a real problem. So if uh, Ted Williams- I will not eat a seagull. No, I'll I'm not saying I'll eat a pigeon. Oh, that's but, that's but, where I draw the line. I draw the line at seagull. But crowd am control. I, I, am I peeking? <laughs> crowd like control. I'm peeking right now. Crowd control, baby. I might be peeking. All right. Crowd, crowd control. That is, that, I, I'm, I'm in for that, man. Anyways, that was a good, that was a good, uh, this day in baseball, 1957. There you go. All right. On to the next segment. Buying or selling- um, I'm going to list off some statements, or I'm going to say some statements, and you guys are going to tell me if you're buying or selling what I'm you're gonna, saying. You're going to state some statements. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Okay. Are you withdrawing what I'm depositing? Uh, are you smelling what I'm stepping Oh, in? goodness. Okay. Here we go. Number one, Josh Bell will finish this season as a top five fantasy first baseman. Um... I'll say uh, I'll buy that statement. I mean, I, obviously that you know there is there's always an element of luck. I mean, his ISO's way up at 370, and his BABIP's all or 379 for his ISO's BABIP's all the way up to 370. But you know he has a pedigree. He was a former second round pick. You know I I will I will buy that. I bet I buy that he can be a top five first baseman. I like it. I'm selling, and I do. I have multiple Your ownerships church. of Bell. But let me tell you, a 32% home run to fly ball rate is unsustainable, and a BABIP at 370 is unsustainable. Will this be his career year? year? I'm buying on that. But him being a top five first baseman at the end of the year, no. But will he outplay his rank in the in the oh, beginning that, of the yeah, season? That's a, that's a given. And he'll have a career year. I can give you that. But I'm going to sell that he's a top five. Okay, so... Top, so he's so in in most Yahoo leagues he's probably top two, top three, depending on your settings. Cody Bellinger right now is number one. He's up there. Joey Gallo, Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo. Those are a top five. So you're basically saying that he drops out of there because he plays worse than Encarnacion or Voit or, or Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. And yeah, no, I'm not seeing. that. Okay, so Josh Bell, you're saying you're making an argument because his home run to fly ball is at 32. percent Well, Kristen Yelich is at 38. Framil Reyes is at 33. Cody Bellinger is at 33. Peter yeah, Alonso Cody is Bellinger at, is outplaying. Jock Peterson Yelich 31. Peter Alonso 30. Those are going to go down. Jesse Winker. The list goes on and on. Yeah, that's why they're the top players now. And Josh but, Bell yeah, is but, also a top but, player but, right but now. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Top players are going to have. Statistics that are on the that are that are going to be that are, outliers. That are, that they're going to be outliers. outliers. Yeah, exactly. Right? But I agree. Merrifield, Rizzo, Freeman, Gallo, or Bellinger, Pete Alonso. Well, I mean, there he's not. I, I don't see him as top five. All right, Sorry. all right. Number two, which is a good segue into this. Cody Bellinger is the NL MVP. 
Uh, mm. No, I'm going to sell on that. Ooh. I think Yelich uh, outperforms him by the end of the year. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I, I'm i going to say no just because I feel I don't want to say that an L.A. Dodger player is going to be an L MVP. I think that I, I think there's a possibility personal that personal bias coming in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think you know I always like Nolan Arenado. I think Arenado you know is picking it up. I think Arenado is, is will have the better counting stats. And if anything, I I think this may be the year that Arenado is MVP. Okay, all right. I'm so we that. All right. N- not for the fact that Cody Bellinger's gonna like tank. It's just that I think there's better options out there. All right, it was just buying or selling. All yeah. right, two sells. All right. Joey Gallo will finish the first half with a batting average over 240. Buying. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's a good one because he's at 298 right now. 293. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm going to. Yeah, I'll I'm buy gonna, on 250. Yeah, I will buy that. I think the better question would be will he end the season with a batting average above 240? I yeah, will buy I, that. Yeah, I didn't want to stretch it out to the end no, of the season. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, I think it's too easy to say that that's a buy. You know, just just because there's not a lot of time between There's a now. ton of time. We got the oh, whole month on. of June That's and then halfway first, into July. My first buy. He's got a my 406 BABIP right now. And he's still striking out 35% of the time. My shopping list is short. Yeah, I'm going to buy that he's going to be above a 240 uh, by the All-Star break easily. But I also would buy that he's will maintain at least a 240 by the end of the season. I, I will say that I did look up this. In 2018 versus lefties, he, he hit 210. So far in 2019, he's batting 319 against lefties. Yeah, I mean, interesting his, to point out. Sure, and his BABIP in 2018 was 249. So, I mean, if anything, you would say he was unlucky last season, and he's getting a little bit. Lu- he's getting lucky this season, so it's all evening Bill out. Bill strikes bit. out a ton. Yeah. Well, so does Alberto Mondesi, but I haven't heard any complaints about him so far. Uh, no one's complaining. Yeah. Yeah, damn right you shouldn't be. He's walking a lot more, seven percent, six percent more than last year. Yeah. Yellow. He's changing his approach. I know the coach was talking to him about uh, it's okay to take strikes uh, if they're not your pitch to hit. And so that might be a change in this season. But, yeah, 240, that's an easy buy from us. 250, I think that's still a buy from me. Is that a buy from you? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. 260. No, I think it's like 250. 260 is I'm, I'm going to say what like 255. You, 260 by the end of the first half? Yeah. End of the first half, sure. I'll buy on but that. But I think again. end of the season is probably like 255. Right. Yeah, I'll buy. All right. Number four, Jose Ramirez is a buy low candidate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Absolutely. But no one's worried about. But, you know, with these first rounders, uh, it happens, but a lot of people value their first rounder and they're not going to trade them uh, too low. Sure. So you might have to give up. Uh, you know, would you accept uh, maybe Starling Marte or Chris Bryant or oh, Jose Ramirez? I would accept Chris Bryant absolutely. Starling Marte, probably not, but I would. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that you're going to be a third rounder. I yeah, think, and, and I think that's fine. I mean, I would, I would probably consider like you know, Peter Alonso or something like that for for Jose Ramirez. So, you know, uh, the thing is, Jose Ramirez. And and we were, Rick and I were talking about this a little bit. The fact that Jose Ramirez has stolen double digit stolen bases indicates to me that I don't think he's playing hurt. If he was hurt, yeah. he wouldn't be stealing bases. So there's but no I don't other. Know if that's the question of, about it being hurt. You're looking at maybe. Well, what I'm looking at is I'm looking for a reason as to why he's not playing well. I mean, you can point out the the fact that wouldn't his... that be more concerning though that yeah. he's not hurt well, and he's but, still playing bad. Sure, but his BABIP is two fifteen. So if it's a question of bad luck, because maybe he's maybe he's not playing well right now because. 
he, there's an injury that he's trying to play through and that nobody that nobody's talking about. The fact that he's still stealing bases to me indicate he's healthy, and hopefully that's, uh, there's some regression, positive regression coming back. His hard hits uh, harder than last year, although his soft hits up, and his fly ball is actually more this year. He's his home run to fly the ball more. is they're, they're... five and a half percent. Yeah. So yeah, it's a buy low candidate, but. Um, when does he come back? I mean, there's a lot of things that worry me. Not worry me a lot. It's just like if I obviously we know what he's capable of doing. It's just when is that going to come back around? Because we talked about before that this was coming. You know, this was kind of inking in from last the ending of last season. He was yeah, that's concerning. Yeah, so it's kind of like when is he going to turn it around? Sure, you can buy low, but does he not turn it around until August or July? All right, so you guys are saying both. I, I, I'm buying. He's a buy low candidate. I think he's absolute buy low candidate. All right, this last one is you should sell high on Listella, right? Tommy Listella. Tommy Listella, who all of a sudden for the Angels, twelve home runs in forty four games, 30, 31 RBIs in forty in forty four games. Ben three hundred two with a three uh, three seventy four OBP. Can you sell high on that guy? And that's with the two fifty six Babbitt. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to sell that you should sell high on Lestella. So you're saying hold on to him. I would say hold on to him or look to acquire him. I would say maybe he's a buy high candidate. Really? I think he could get better. I mean, you're looking at him as, and to me, what I look at is the fact that he cut his K rate from 14% all the way down to 6 So he's improved his plate discipline, and by that, that'll float your average because the pitchers are going to have to offer you better pitches to hit at. And so, and it's considering he's had, if anything, a slightly unlucky you know, season to date so far, you know, I don't. I mean, his ISO is at two seventy three. I mean, he's a career one twenty six. You know, ISO guy. So I mean, I think the home runs will drop off a little bit, but I think this batting average is sustainable. I think he'll continue to maintain value. I think he's he's absolutely somebody I would look to pick up uh, or or hold on to. I would try to package him up with another player and sell high because, you know, like you said, the home runs are going to go down. Yeah, and he has no speed. And so a lot of those counting stats may come from home runs as well. I mean, 12 of his 25 runs have come from home runs. That's half his runs. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I would package him up and try to sweeten the deal of something to get another get another player. Uh, his hard hit percentage went from 31% last year to 45 this year. So he's hitting the ball harder, right? I'm saying that there's, there's some regression, sure, but I do think he's still going to keep some of that power. I think that's still going to be there. So I I I say I hang I say I hang on to him. Yeah, well he's got two B and three B eligibility in Yahoo, and they've shuffled him around a bit in the order. But today he's batting six, so he's got Trout in front of him. You know he's got some hitters in front of him, so he's definitely been interesting. But I would probably sell him. Well, disagree. So alrighty, so so that was buying or selling. Let's jump into waiver claimer. We'll talk about a few guys that might be available in your league that you could pick up if you have a need. So I'll start out. My first guy that I want, uh, that I think you should absolutely pick up, Sean Kelly, 32% owned in Yahoo. Just came back from the injured list, had a bit of infection, or I, I think they had some lymph nodes re removed from his throat or something like that. Yeah, surgery on his lymph nodes, and he's back yeah. in like yep. a week. Yeah, so Insane. crazy. Came back, well, I guess you don't need to talk in order to throw strikes, right? Yeah. And he immediately came back, got two saves the last couple of days, right away. He's the closer. His ratios are excellent, you know, below two ERA, below one whip. I say go out there and get him. He's going to be this favorite in, in the pen right now, and he's got the closer baton. He's got to be over 32% now, right? This I is mean, like from a day or two ago? Yeah, this is from a day or two ago. But Sean Kelly's probably still, 
below 50% owned. The one thing I'm worried about, Kelly, uh, is 40%, that LeClerc Le- has been pitching well, and when LeClerc got demoted, they said that they want to bring LeClerc back into the closing role. Yeah. So. so you're a little nervous. But if Kelly's available and you need saves, he's probably worth a risk. Yep. Yeah, and the thing is for me, and and I've always said this, is that part of being the closer is getting the opportunity. So I, I hear what you're saying, Chris, but I honestly th- – so like rest of season – I think Sean Kelly ends 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 up with more save opportunities than the Clark does, pending, of course, that he gets traded, which is a non-zero possibility. But barring a trade, I think Sean Kelly will end up with more saves rest of season than the Clark. Well, oft, often the times you see these guys get some saves under their belt, it's because they're going to trade him, and they want to get him some saves yeah. to pump up his value. That's an interesting so, point. So you know, I I would take the hand that LeClerc has more saves at the end of the year because Kelly will most likely get traded. Yeah, but the problem with Jose LeClerc is his control's always been very suspect. And that's and that's the issue because it's like, yeah, he's got wipeout stuff. His K per nine's 13.73, but if you can't locate your stuff, I'm sorry, you know, like that. if you can't throw strikes, you're not going to close out games. All right. All right. All right. So the other guy I have, more of a deeper league guy, Pablo Lopez. Oh, come he on. He makes another he, appearance. He's on every episode and... <laughs> Not only I read today <laughs> on Fantasy Pros, like, oh, six under the radar guys. I'm like, he's been under the radar for so long. He's only 8%. Let's go. Yeah, 5.06 CRA, but a 1.17 whip. My point is basically he should be more than 10% owned. I mean, I think he got lit up. He got four earned runs today against the Nationals. Tough outing, seven hits. Yeah. Only, only one walk. I think only one strikeout. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I. Oh, my boy, Pablo. I go, I go with, I go, I, re, I go with the whip. Yeah, I probably won't get you a lot of. Wins because that offense is not there behind him, but he pitches in a roomy home park. Go get Pablo Lopez. He Go gave, get him. He gave up 10 runs and three innings against the Mets, so that's going to throw off his uh, ERA. Yep. I agree. All right, my picks, and they're mostly prospects, and I'm going to start with three second basemen. Kevon Biggio getting picked up in a lot of leagues. He's 23% as I check now. He's the younger son of Craig Biggio, so you know what? he has to be good. He's got to be. <laughs> He's at 26 homers, 80 runs, 99 RBIs, and 20 stolen bases. And he walks a lot, of but he also strikes guys. out a bit. But yeah. he's interesting, especially in OBP leagues, and putting up those kind of numbers, I'm interested in Kevon Biggio at bid. 23% owned. Mm-hmm. And second base has just been a terrible position this year. Yep. Yep. Bid, 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 um, add, add, add. Keston Hyura, probably gone if you're in a competitive league. 47% owned, hit 11 bombs in only 147 plate appearances in AAA. He's got the power. He's been striking out a fair bit in the major leagues, but it's a small sample size. Mm-hmm. So let's hope he can bring the strikeouts down. He's getting playing time. One of the things that worries me is, you know, there's always Travis Shaw in the background, and they got to call him up after this injury. So does he start to sit? Do they start to switch? Because I think Shaw is a lefty. Hire as a righty, mm-hmm. so maybe they platoon him. That could bring his value down. Forty-seven percent is uh, people are adding him quick. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's, he's hit two bombs, and uh, he's had four multi-hit games, and then four games where he went like over four. So yeah. it's really been a mixed bag. Nicky Lopez, a guy who has some speed, high batting average guy, high OBP guy. That's all you're pretty much getting. But I've seen him get thrown into the two hole for that Royals lineup. And actually, the Royals lineup is not that bad. You have Merrifield, Lopez, Mondesi, 
Gordon or so uh Solaire. Solaire's there too, yeah. Uh so it's it's not a bad lineup. And if he bats higher in that lineup, I can see his value go up. But you know, know what you're getting. You you're not gonna get home runs. You're gonna get some speed and you're gonna boost that batting average. Okay. Uh Mitch Keller, five percent owned. He's performing well in the minor leagues for the Pirates, and I could see him getting called up pretty soon. He's striking out eleven per nine. It walk has walks have been a, a concern with him. Yeah. So he really needs to control those walks to home runs to really too. stand out in home runs. But I think there's something there. And if you're in a deep league and you need some pitching, hey, I think he's worth it because I could see him getting called up the next. I'm in a weeks. deep league and need some pitching. I picked him up already. So. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> uh, Rymel Tapia is my last one. Not a prospect or former prospect. Fifteen percent owned. And I think he's batting like 297. High uh, has speed, you know, could steal 20 bags. High average guy, has some pop, you know, in the teens. Uh, but he's, you know, the the one thing that concerns me is he is striking out uh, a yeah. fair amount this year. Not crazy, but you know, if you're a high average guy, you don't want to strike out a lot. So, a guy that I picked up in four outfielder leagues, or yeah. you know. Outfielders are sometimes it's sometimes hard to feel three outfielders. It, yeah, tell me about it. I do like the I like this pick. Uh, you know he's got four triples. He plays in cores. Uh, yeah, I do I do like this. And he's batting in the fifth or sixth hole in a Rockies lineup that's pretty solid. Yeah, to, so, to that point. So of Biggio, Hira, and Lopez, how do you rank them, Chris? Who's you, who? If you had if you were able to pick any one of those three guys, which one which one would you go for first, second, and third? Uh, higher up because he's starting every game mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of pop and in a lot of standard leagues that matters. So I'd first go with higher up. If I they were, if they were all starting though, if they were all starting, they all had starting goal. jobs. But fantasy wise, they're not wise, because no. Biggio is going to play second base. He also can play every position except catcher, shortstop, and center field. So he can quickly gain eligibility elsewhere. So I think Biggio comes in second, Lopez in third. That 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 would be the. Way I would I, I would actually flip that and I would say Biggio first, Hira second, and Lopez third. Mainly because, like you said, if Biggio can play all over the place, play him as a super utility sort of guy. I think he's going to get more playing time. Uh, like you said, Travis Shaw, he he's lurking in the background. Once he comes back, we'll see whether or not Hira plays. One of the nice things though is that with Hira playing right now, they slide Mustakas over to the third, and that's a more natural position for him. So. I think Bijo goes first for me, then Hiara, then Lopez. What about you, Rick? I would say I'm gonna treat this as if they all had starting jobs, and I'd still go. I, I would go with Bijo. Mm. Yeah, of all these guys, I I like his peripherals the most. I feel like he it, it's gonna translate to the major leagues better, in my opinion. And he's got the stolen base upside. Uh, so yeah, and and we all well, this, I guess they all have second base eligibility. But yeah, I like I like Bijo and. He's the son of a Hall of Famer. Those guys tend to, you know, be a little bit better. Oh, I see. Okay. Hira was a first round pick. He was ninth yeah. overall. Whereas Biggio was picked in, I think, in the fifth round, if that means anything. But yeah, your top five round guys are all expected to do well though. So Yeah, I like those. I like a little prospect watch there to get ready for. Uh he also went over three today yeah. with two strikeouts. Biggio? Wow. Yeah. Welcome to the bigs, kid. Welcome to against San Diego. I forget who's pitching. <laughs> uh, my picks. Uh, Small the, sample size. Yeah. Oh, he's fired. Uh, Willie, drop him. Willie I, I take that back. Drop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Possible droppable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my first one when we when I started working on this this week was going to be Willie Calhoun, but he just went on the IL with the quad strain. 
Uh, I like what he was doing in his return to the bigs. He played last year. Uh, wasn't the best. Uh, but since coming back, he he was uh, hitting 435 in six games, uh, two home runs, seven driven in. So I thought he was going to be someone to keep an eye on, but now he's on the IL, so you're probably not going to add him. Uh, my other guys, Jimmy Nelson's coming back. Uh, I think he's making one more start, which was yesterday. So I actually haven't uh, dialed this back in. Um, but he was a he, he when he was healthy, he was top ten in K per nine. In 2017, I think if you need some starting pitching, hey, like I do, uh, I would probably be adding Jimmy Nelson, and he was only 19% owned as of, uh, was that Tuesday? And that's going to climb because they activated him, then demoted him to AAA. That's what I, okay, that's what I read today. Yeah, so he's going to get maybe one or two more starts and then get called in the bigs, and he probably won't be available for too long. Yeah, I would keep an eye on him if he's not already taken in your league. And then the last guy was Tyler Molly, 17%. Uh, he's cut his walk percentage in half. He has started using the curveball a lot more, and he's been successful. I think he's someone that's available in most leagues, and he's worth a shot. Oh, sure. Nine and a half Ks, less than two walks per nine. I liked him last year. He showed some stuff, but ended out the year not not so great. But I like him, and he's worth an add in most most leagues. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah, like he should. He, he definitely should be added. He, he's cut his walks in half, and and his FIP and his ERA, everything's lining up. Last year he had a four point nine eight ERA. So yeah. and and part what of about it, Sonny Gray, the other Reds pitcher. Sorry, I was really Sonny Gray has been up and down. I mean, he just had a really good outing against the Brewers. Uh, nine strikeouts. I forget he didn't allow many runs. Maybe like one or two. Zero. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. And but but the outings, a couple outings before that, I think he got lit up. Right. Uh, not not lit up. I mean, three runs in five innings, fifty-seven Ks in fifty innings. Yeah, he's less than a four ERA, one point two two WHIP. The reason why his rank is bad is because he only has one win. So if you're in quality starts leagues, Sonny Gray is a guy to pick up. Or yeah. th- this is the kind of thing. It's like, you know, you look at Scherzer or you look at DeGrom, and it's because they have, like, one or two wins. Yeah. There's pitchers with, like— Oh, because they're rank. Yeah, yeah they're rank. Oh, yeah. That's, and yeah. it skews it. Yeah, it does. So these are the guys that you may want to target. I yeah, I, I mean, we've been talking about Sonny Gray, you know, for a while now. Uh, and ever since you've seen his home run uh, per fly ball co- just come down, especially now since joining the Reds, his FIP is low. His ERA looks at you know three seven eight. That's good nowadays. Anything under four, I am taking that. Uh, but yeah, he's starting to strike out more again, which is good to see from Sonny being an A's fan. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good addition. Molly and Gray. All right. On that note, we're gonna take a short break and we'll jump right back into it with possible droppables and then all your streamer needs up next on points on the bench you're listening to your fantasy baseball podcast p-o-t-b points on the bench oh yeah all right, welcome back from the break. We are going to jump into our segment, Possible Droppables. We're going to name off some guys that we think are, or we are going to debate about some guys we think you could look to dropping and probably could find some more help on the waivers. You know, we mentioned some guys earlier, so we could tie these in together. I'm going to start off with Dwight Smith um, of the Orioles. He's down to 50% owned, and the, he was down uh, from 10% from yesterday. 
he's not doing bad, but the counting stats aren't there like they were in the first month of the season. So his average is still hovering around 270 uh, in the month of May. He's just not getting the counting stats for you. Um, So last month he had 19 RBIs and 19 runs, so people were adding him, adding him, adding him. Well, he's only in seven less – so he had 27 games last month. Uh, 20 games this this month, he's only got nine RBIs. So if you're looking to keep counting stats on a guy that's playing for the Orioles, you're you could probably drop him. He had a hot April, but uh, I think you can probably do better on the waivers. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hold out hope on Dwight Smith. He has the pedigree; he's a former first round pick. I would chalk this up for lack of counting stats to the fact that he plays for the Orioles. I mean. Is that team really that much better than the AAA team, honestly? Like, come on. Like, they're the Orioles. Like, of course you're not going to get very many counting stats because there's nobody hitting in front of you or behind you that offers you any protection or any RBI opportunities. Mancini, right. VR. Like, uh. yeah, Mancini. VR, I don't think, not so much. Mm. But, I mean, that's like, I mean, like what? I mean, obviously it's just like Chris Davis is almost a guaranteed out anyway. So, I mean, like, that's... Strong so you're saying the Orioles lineup is 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 terrible, and that its counting stats are because of the lineup. But you're gonna keep them. Yeah, because I think that. <laughs> yeah, right. It, I'm looking at because <laughs> I mean I'm gonna say that I think that his his batting average is 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 still there and his slugging is still there. So it's like I think he'll hit. I mean, it depends on what counting stats we're talking about. But I think his batting yeah. average is useful, and I think that uh you know that there's value in in keeping him in, especially as like a third outfielder. Counting stats yeah. is home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, hits. It, no, it's more like average, and not average. Not RBIs OBD. that's runs. a percentage, right? Well, the interesting thing is, is that they've been uh, he's mostly been hitting in the two hole, but they did move him into the four hole, and today. Of course, we talk about him as being a dropaway, hit a home run in the four hole. So that's pretty interesting. If they keep him hitting in the in the heart of that lineup, then yeah, maybe I hold on to him. Um, but I think, it, I think he just it, the whole season, you know, you not, just, not to say that he's going to drop off a cliff, yeah. but that he's going to be a middle lane outfielder right. that you can add or drop depending yeah. on what. You gotta he ride does the wave, baby. Weeks. Ride yeah. that Dwight Smith wave all the way to the championship. I I don't see like if you drop him that he's going to be like. Uh, a top 50 player. Uh, no. no. I don't know, maybe. This next one I feel like is obvious. I think it was more of like a... Pick a side. <laughs> what, with Dwight Smith? Yeah. I, I, you, you trailed off there. You said, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty close to dropping him in a, in a couple of leagues. I would you drop- think w- the last statement was, I don't think he will be a top 50 player. You're not dropping a top 50 player. No. And you said, I don't know, maybe. Oh, okay. No, I okay. I retract that statement. Okay. Oh, I All see. Right. Right. On the record. <laughs> um, the next guy, another outfielder, Jason Hayward, another guy who had a really hot April, 309 average. Um, he's only hitting 149 in May, and he's 10 for his last 72. Only two multi-hit games in May. Uh, yeah, I cut ties with him a week or so ago. I, I think we could roll the tape on this from one of the early season episodes where yeah. I was basically like, I don't buy this Jason Hayward turnaround. He's been bad for three years. He, this is this is a blip. Yeah, and he's back to being that. Case closed. Thank you very much. Let's move on. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Chris. Would you want to say something more about this? It's fine. I'll pass. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, hold Take on, this one to the hold bank. On, You're hold welcome. On. I, I agree, but he is still walking at a career high, and his BABIP, like I listed here, is at 258. Uh, so there's still some good signs here from Jason Hayward, but yeah, I think I would rather have Dwight Smith than Jason Hayward right now. 
I would correct. I, I would probably have a bucket of used baseballs in Jason Hayward right now. Well, that's not going to win you any fantasy games. Yeah, well, you can throw him at something. Yeah, when his, uh, like your, there you go. Like the wall when his team drops in the standings <laughs> and he holds on to Matt Kemp too long. Yes. Oh, <laughs> too long. Ouch. Huh? Who now was what claimed by the Mets? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Him and Irvin Santana. Did what happened? The, the Mets Just, outfield is like that guy's still playing baseball. Yeah. That's what you look over. They, they have. Uh, Who's in right field now? Is that a truck on the upper deck? Is that a Toyota truck <laughs> on the upper deck? No uh, way. Right? Is right? that Matt Kemp in the Mets outfield? <laughs> yeah. No way. I, I got to look this up. I, it was the Mets uh, outfield. Let's see. Mets outfielders. All right. Well, <laughs> while you looked that up, well, we didn't mention that Cespedes hurt his or broke his ankle. Multiple fractures on in his ranch. ankle in his ranch. All bad things happen at his Raja ranch. Davis and Carlos Gomez. Holy uh, shamoli! Uh, if you, I mean, if you were draft, no way. if you were drafting in 2013, <laughs> maybe they would have done something for you. But unfortunately, uh, yeah. Anyways, Rajay, another old A's player. Uh, he was good Gosh. for steals back in the day. Yeah, he's still good for steals. <laughs> yeah, it's all. There was actually it. an article about the day he got he came his first game. He like tipped his Uber driver, gave him five stars, and then came and hit a home run in his first game. Oh, because he paid two hundred and twenty bucks for the Uber. Was that what it was? The stadium. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he's still making the big bucks. Apparently, not like when I went to Mexico last week. <laughs> Sixty pesos. <laughs> For 50 miles. <laughs> uh, All right, let's get back to possible droppables. Christian Walker, another guy who had a hot April, 43% owned now in Yahoo. He's got one home run since April 23rd. He's hitting 220 in May. He's still striking out a ton. Chris, I know you liked him back then, uh, back in April, and I was, I've was i been skeptical, but uh, – Here's an interesting thing. At home, he's batting 180, and away, he's batting 372. Is there any way that that balances out? And It's not logical that he would be batting 180 at home. It's not like Chase Field is a, even with the humidor, it's still a pretty hitter-friendly park. So I don't see that. I mean, the problem here is, is that they just called, called up Kevin Cron, brother of CJ Cron, to probably at some point unseat him and take away his playing time. So I would say drop him. Yeah. Kron's not not guaranteed uh, a starting role. They said they're still going to roll with Christian Walker. With that said, I mean, look back in 2017, 32 bombs, batted 309, 382, 19, what, 21 bombs last year, hitting 299 in AAA. So he had some good AAA numbers. I thought they could translate, but the way he's hitting right now, he's definitely a possible droppable for me. Definitely a possible. Um, I wouldn't feel bad about cutting ties with him right now, especially as Hanley mentioned, Kron is getting called up. So he if is. he's platooning, there goes there goes his value in my eyes. Funny enough that you mentioned all his cr- damage was early. Right, I mean, all his damage was early. But uh, funny enough that you mentioned the Kron brothers. They're both on the most added list in Yahoo. Wow. But uh, yeah, the Kron family the is Kevin, rejoicing. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Kron. He looks exactly like him. He's got the <laughs> same smile. Like, wow. Yeah. Okay. What about Chad Cron? He decided Chad. not to play baseball and pick up he's a, a degree in he's journalism. He's a writer. He's oh a writer. He's working on his Come memoir. Come on, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Chad. And, and funny thing Major is, League baseball your, your team name is Cron 4 News, yet you have zero Crons on your team, Rick. I feel yeah. like that's a flavor fail. Wait, well, I also don't it, like Cron 4 News. Does your team, <laughs> this is our, does your team name need to- that Probably uh, it, need to it needs change. To, needs to have the player- 
See that? He's, see okay. see, see right. what happened last year was like all my team names were like head to head, five by five, <laughs> and I did good. This year I started coming up with names, and now look what happened. Yeah, I've used terrible. CJ Cron for news. You spent all your energy not drafting, but coming up with team names. names. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna change it to leave it to Weaver. You leave it to Weaver. All there right, this is go. gonna be the next two are gonna be or a bit of my a, Soroka. I like my Soroka too. <laughs> That's both good. Uh, the next two are not gonna be popular. Both these guys are over eighty percent owned. Miles Mikolas, possible droppable, but let me kind of frame it in another way. Would you rather have Boyd or Mikolas? Rest of season. What? That's Mikolas. not a possible droppable. Just let's go do with Boyd. it. Okay, I'm going to go with Boyd. Mikolas. Oh, you're going to go with Boyd. I'm going with Mikolas. Okay. I'm going with Mikolas. A little bit of the Boyd. Because you'd rather the take the, the quality the start over yeah. the high K percentage yeah. and the, the dominant ace that Matt Boyd has been. Boyd has been pretty good. Okay. I'm Next. taking Mikolas. All right, Montas or Mikolas. Oh, that's still an easy Mikolas. That's Montas. Really? Ooh, for me. You guys are disagreeing. I thought you guys were going to agree. I'm, but I'm a I'm a believer in Miles Mikolas. I don't see anything in the underlying numbers that really jumps out to me as something that's significantly different uh, between last that's year and this year. If I have a choice between a, a a high strikeout guy and a low strikeout guy who are pitching similar, have similar ERAs or, or FIPS, then I'm going to go with the high strikeout guy. I mean, so the, what I'm looking so at you're for, a believer in Montas. Yeah, I've been offered a few trades, and I haven't accepted them. They're trying to trade Montas. He was just dominant again. Yeah, he was. He's um, but I'm filthy. Not, I'm not going to trade a top 50 player for Montas, but he's been performing well, and he can outperform Mikolas by the end of the year. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what, I'm to me, with the answer for what, what most likely is driving Mikolas' higher ERA is the fact that his home run to fly ball uh, percentage is twice double what it was last year this year. So, I mean, basically he's gotten unlucky with some fly balls flying out of the park. But if you look at her, his hard hit, medium hit percentage, they're more or less in line with what they were last year. So I don't Ma- see a good Montas, reason. Montas, 2.72 FIP, and nine strikeouts per nine, and less than two walks per nine. Something's changed. Since we're talking about Mikolas, I'd like to mention that he started against Atlanta at home today. Nine strikeouts, seven innings pitch, and a quality start. He's a quality start machine, no doubt. Right. I, you put him on the possible droppable list, I said, and he's let me not frame a possible droppable. It. I said, let me frame it in another way, all right? Because he, he has not been great, and he I've just been upset with him. But I'm happy he did good today. The last one on the last one uh, I wanted to, to say the rest of the season, my Soroka or, or Mikolas. Which one? Soroka. Yeah, I'm going to go with Soroka on this one, but. That's just because first time you guys disagreed. That's cool. You're a possible droppable in the segment by including Mikolas. <laughs> All right. Well, how about Joey? Let me frame you're it this welcome way. for for creating <laughs> this entire list of possible yes, yes, droppables. Of how about Joey Votto? And I requested him on the list. I think is a possible droppable. You know, it to me, it's just. Who's dropping Joey Votto right now? I would drop Joey Votto right now. You would drop him. Remember when I you dropped 100%. Scooter Gannett? Yeah, well, what happened to Scooter Kinnett this year? He got hurt. So What does that mean? We're talking about last year. Okay, but what happened to Joey Votto last year? Joey Votto. We're not talking about Joey Votto last year. We're talking about Joey Votto this year. Yeah, well, what Joey Votto this year comes down to what happened. Part of it is Joey Votto last year was like, oh, you know, he didn't play well. He's a bounce back candidate. That's what we were all talking about at the beginning of the season. Sometimes when you get old, is, you is, decline. Is Votto, is is Votto your new Dozier? Is Votto your new Dozier? Are you willing to go that far? Oh, hell yes. Oh, Double wow. down and drop him. 
Wow. Drop him, drop him like right, he's I'm hot. I'm gonna tell you, he's just he's reaching a little bit. He's swinging outside the zone, and his contact rate outside the zone is lower than it has been in the past, and so his contact percentage is lower. So I think he just needs to settle okay. down, well, and he's gonna become the the maybe not the 35 Joey Votto, but the Homer Joey Votto, but the the rest of the year 15, 20 bombs. Right now, uh, I looked up the guy who owns him in our league, PCFL. Shout out. He's on the bench, right? Because yep. you're not gonna. He's batting two oh eight. You're not yep. starting Joey Votto right now. Yeah, and his K percentage is up to twenty four point six percent. It's the highest it's been in his professional career. Not only can we we can also say that his walk percentage has steadily declined over the last three seasons, along with his ISO. I'm a little worried about Joey Votto. His BABIP is low, so I can see his average jumping up a little bit. I'm definitely not dropping him. But uh, I guess Huntley would. He's oh, 100% drop Joey Votto. I mean, the power's gone, you know, and his average is taking a hit. What What is really left with him? What do you got left with Joey a Votto? A great personality. Oh, I'll tell you that much. That wins, okay. that, 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 that wins yeah. you zero fantasy leagues, my friends. I'd like yeah. to watch his highlights on my phone. <laughs> yep. See what, what interview went down. Uh-huh. All right. That wraps up possible droppables. Let's just Helen. You want to you want to uh, streamer segment? This yeah. is this is uh, your yeah, baby. My baby. So great let's, transition. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. jump. You're fucking welcome. By the way, <laughs> for everything. We're gonna beep that. Let's let's jump into our streamer <laughs> segment. We're gonna we're gonna try out something a little bit different this week. And if this works, we'll keep doing this moving forward. So what I'm gonna do is moving into next week, starting on next Tuesday, I'm gonna give each of you. Three guys, the streamers, the percentage owned, who they're pitching against, and when they're home and away, and where everybody's going to come up with a rank about what you would rank. That is a lot of information that hurts my head. And then if you want to shout out, he's just going to list three start streamers and you, and you rank say, them. And you say which, which how you, you would sum rank it up them. in one sentence. Yeah. Okay. And then and then if you want to shout out any other guy you like, let we can do that. So let's jump I got into some the next. Shout outs. I, got I some know. Shout-outs. I know you got shout outs. Let's jump into next Tuesday. So who do we got going Tuesday? We got Lucas Giolito, who's trending a consensus right at 50% owned from the White Sox. He's pitching at home against Kansas City. You got Homer Bailey on the other side. You got Steven Matz, who's from the Mets at 40% owned, who's at the Dodgers up against Rich Hill. And then I picked Miami's very own Trevor Richards, trending at 9% consensus, and he's at home against the lowly, lowly Giants uh, with Jeff Samarja on the other side. All right, Chris, you can go first. Giolito coming off a nine-inning shutout of the Houston Astros, four straight wins. He's an easy number one in this list of three. Then Trevor Richards against the lowly Giants, who have the second-worst batting average, the second-worst <laughs> just insert offensive stat there. And then Matts comes in at a third because the Dodgers can't hit, uh, and it's at L.A. against Rich Hill, who I think is a better pitcher even at this point in his career, uh, than Matt. Well, I'd have to say I completely agree with the way you ranked all those players. Wow. Jeez. Someone, Man, that's why That's why we're friends. Somebody cribbed my notes because I also went with the same thing. Well, I want to say this, though. Of Gio- course. Steven yeah. Matt's against one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah, but Giolito's the best pitcher on this list, and the Giants are terrible. And they are playing in Miami, which I think is why Rick... Uh, and uh, like Chris also identified that Samarja's interesting stream on the other side because I feel like it'll be a very low-scoring game in Miami next Tuesday because you've got two very bad offenses playing in a gigantic park, so probably not a lot of runs. This feels like a pitcher special there. All right. Giolito is most likely picked up in your league, so are you willing to start Richards against the Giants? He's probably yes. the only 100%. guy. If I'm streaming, yeah. 100%. For sure. Oh, show. All right, let's jump into next Wednesday. We got John Means playing for Baltimore, maybe the lone bright spot, trending at 42%. He's at home 
against Detroit, against Soto, not Juan Soto, but the pitcher Soto. Mm-hmm. And then you've I've also got Griffin Canning playing for the Angels at tw- trending at 22% consensus. He's at Oakland against your very How own. You. How dare you? Daniel Mangton. And then with, let's double dip into the factory of sadness in the South. Let's talk about Pablo factory Lopez. Of sadness. <laughs> That's a great That's gold. Yeah, so let's talk about <laughs> – so I got Pablo Lopez – also in Miami at a 7% own and a home start against the Giants, except this time he's up against Bumgarner. Oh, so, I think we're going to have a segment. It's called the Factory of Sadness, but it'll just South. be my team. I'm, I'm factory sur- I mean, of Sadness <laughs> in the South. Yeah, because the Factory of Sadness, as you guys know, is Cleveland, but we have to go with Factory of Sadness South for Miami because they're in the South. Good knowledge. All righty, Rick. Wow. Who do you, how do you rank these guys? Means, Canning, Lopez. Let me refocus here. Uh, Lopez, Giants are terrible. Although they got Bumgarner going, but I'm just, I'm a big Lopez. Lopez fan here. Sure. Uh, Lopez. And the, uh, A's offense is clicking. So I'm going to go John Means against Detroit and then uh, Griffin Canning last. Chris, what do you got? I'm going to go Means first. He's been pitching well. He's going against Detroit. Not a tough team to beat. Uh, so I'm going to go with Means, number one. Pablo Lopez against the Giants, number two. And then Canning, number three. <laughs> but can of corn, can of corn. I like Mangden also. I like that pick. I would start all four of these pitchers. This is a day where I would Mingden. be okay with any of them. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the more unpopular route. I'm gonna go Griffin Canning first. He's the, he's a hot prospect. How dare you? At Oakland. I'll Oakland, give you a Oakland's, factory of sadness. <laughs> Oakland's Oakland's I'll a nice you in there. Nice pitcher park. Keys. I'm gonna nice take pitcher park. We drop bombs. Oh, Bond, I see. Son. Yeah, with Chris Davis just hitting the DL, or sorry, the you know, IL. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt Olson has stepped it up. Uh, you watch your tongue. Uh-huh. I'm going to take Lopez second because, like I said, factory of sadness south. And I'm going to take John Means third. Not necessarily because I think you have a bad start, but mainly because I don't know that his offense is going to pick him enough to get him a win. And for the record, uh, just fun fact, Chris, uh, Rick and I were talking about this earlier this week. The Baltimore uh, starting lineup has the worst team ERA by far at a 5.77 as of yesterday, which is a half run higher than the next worst team. And they've were set a MLB record for for the first team, the fastest team to allow 100 home runs, and only one club has allowed more than 74 as of yesterday. So I I don't know if off, that's news. Yeah, but offensive streaming, stream your stream your hitters against Baltimore pitchers, except for maybe John Means. Alrighty, yeah. let's jump into Thursday. <laughs> Except for the guy we're telling you to pick up. Yeah, do you Except like for him. <laughs> do you like Mengden? I think Mengden. I Mangden love mustache Mengden. Well, yeah, especially because, like they said, their hitting is just barely above a Triple A team. So Mengden's probably fine too. So, so would you go Mengden? No, Mengden's uh, on Oakland going against yeah. Canning of the Angels. Yeah, yeah, who are not Triple A. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm okay with Mangden, but of course, of course, the acronym. Angels got. Uh, you know, they still have some big boppers. They still got so, Mike. So Trout, you would so. go Canning over Mangden. I think so. Yes, because I think the Oakland Oakland you. offenses Oakland offenses is playing hurt. You know, the they Oakland got, offenses. We're on a six game winning streak, son. Uh-huh. Well, well, let's check back on next Wednesday, huh? How about that run differential in those six games? Oh, check the box 31, scores, man. Huh? Check the chronicle. You even watch baseball? All right. Dude. Let's jump. Let's jump into next. <laughs> let's jump into next Thursday. I got three more guys on you. I got Colorado's very own Kyle Freeland trending at forty three percent own home against Arizona against the ever dangerous to be determined pitcher. Oh, I've got Kansas City's Danny Duffy ten percent owned. He's at Texas up against Mike Miner, and then we've got Philly's Gerard Eikhoff. I, 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 I don't know. I, Thir- 
30, I cough. I cough. 35% owned at home against Mikolas of St. Louis, of course. All right, Chris, you can bat leadoff. I'm going to go Eikhoff against St. Louis first. I'm going to go Freeland second, and I'm going to go Duffy third. And I want, I don't want any of them. <laughs> I, I want Skaggs. I'm going to throw Skaggs out there. Tyler Skaggs. I didn't write down who he's starting against, but that's who I would pick on this day. I don't like any of these three. Day in baseball. Yep. Yeah, I'd actually, uh, I would actually well, agree with that. You're going with that as well, Rick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit off the cuff here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna pick Danny Duffy the first. The Rangers have been. Uh, do you even watch baseball? <laughs> Dan- no way. <laughs> I got, I got faith in Danny Duffy. I'm gonna take Danny Duffy first. Freeland, uh, I mean, you know, he's uh, I, Colorado's always scares me. And I, like I said, if I got faith in Ikoff, that means that I'm or in Mikolas, and that means that Ikoff is. Not going to get a win, which so I rank him as last. My guy to consider, Sandy Alcantara from Miami, because he's playing, getting a home start against the Giants. So, can you explain the factory of sadness to me? What? what why have I never heard of this? What do you mean you've never heard of? I've you, never heard the factory of sadness. Clearly, you haven't been listening to the right shit posters on YouTube. No, I don't. Yeah. I, in general, I don't watch those things on YouTube. Yeah, they're hilarious. You should. Those you should, things should. they're called videos. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Like, what did you call them? Shit posters. Yeah, I don't watch those things. You should right. watch. You should watch my boy. You know who I'm talking about. I don't want to plug other people necessarily, but you know who. Um, uh, Friday, Friday, yeah, Friday, Friday. I watched those it's ASMR Friday. videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it's you go. Friday, All right, so we got Friday. we got Kyle Gibson from Minnesota. <laughs> Tomorrow is Saturday. Thank you. We've got Kyle Gibson from Minnesota. Of course, thirty six percent owned at Tampa Bay against again to be determined. They're probably going to use an opener because that's Tampa Bay's thing. That's illegal. <laughs> we got Yahula Shasin from Milwaukee. It's trending at twenty three percent owned at Pittsburgh against Chris Archer. And then we got Tyler Molly that uh, from Cincinnati has trending at thirteen percent owned home start against Washington, but he's up against Patrick Corbin. So well, I I'm gonna go. Chasin against the terrible Archer, Gibson, and then Molly because I want Corbin to win that game. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna go with the same order: Chasin, Gibson, Molly, basically for very similar reasons. What about you, Chris? I know you got some different orders. Well, I'm gonna go Molly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about him before, so I won't spend yeah. too much time on it. Yeah, against Washington, it's gonna be a tough win. So I get it, but this is another day. This is another day that I would take all three of these starters. Freaky Friday, anything could happen. Yep. So Chasin number two, Gibson third. Uh, You know, Tampa Bay, yeah, I just don't, you know, well, Gibson's. You just never know. Yeah. I'll take all three of these guys. Yeah, we're supposed to rank them. Oh, he Just went. Do Mo- your job, he's damn in, it! He said Molly should see. The instructions were really difficult. <laughs> Molly, Molly Rank should- these streamers. <laughs> <laughs> Molly should see Gibson, and you and you threw out there Andrew Suarez against Baltimore. All yeah. right, moving on. Saturday, I got Spencer Turnbull from Detroit, thirty-two percent consensus at Atlanta. He's up against Mike Soroka. I got from Texas Lance Lynn, fourteen percent owned home against Kansas City. Brad Keller's on the other side. And Tanner Roark from Cincinnati, 13% owned, home against Washington as a to-be-determined. So I've got Lance Lynn first, then Tanner Roark second, and Turnbull third, uh, mainly because Turnbull, he's up, he's got a tough opponent. Uh, in Kansas City, you know, they like Roark. to steal, but, you know, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to, I'm so that's why, but overall, I'm going to think that Lance Lynn might be able to pull out the home start and uh, yeah, so I got Lynn Roark turned. I don't like any of these starts. Okay, 
Chris, any 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 other any other thing so, else to say besides so I went, the opposite of Turnbull is Churn Heifer. <laughs> oh, nice! Because Heifer is the yes, female that cow. Is, that is true. A doe, a deer. I do. I would prefer Churn Heifer. So okay, Turn, I prefer the term Heifer. The script tells me that Chris agrees with me. <laughs> yes, Rick, I agree Rick, with Rick, you. Rick is Rick is going with a don't stream Manny Brown Saturday. Well, strategy. I'm just saying, are these are the best options you got here. You're not gonna go Lynn against Kansas City. I'm. I guess so. I'm gonna go. You guess so. I'm gonna you go. You got the worst pitching in the league. Lance, you're damn right, you're gonna go <laughs> with this guy. I guess. And now we know why Rick is in last place. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not picking up these guys. Lance Lynn is owned in our league. I'm sure. Uh, all right. Let's close this out with Sunday. Next Sunday, we've got... You guys are just hating on the champion. Uh-huh. All right? All right? I know you don't have a trophy in your office, but I do. Consistency. Yeah, yeah. Consistency, right. my ass. Look at the Giants. Well, you, you certainly can't defend wow. if you don't make the playoffs this year. So I worry about making the playoffs before you do any more talking there, Rick. Uh, championship, son. Uh-huh. So, so we got Matt Strom from San Diego, 44% owned consensus, home against Miami with uh, Trevor Richards on the other side. My boy Julio Tehran, 48% from Atlanta, home start against uh, Detroit against Norris, and Gio Gonzalez from Milwaukee, 26% owned at Pittsburgh against Jordan Lyles. Well, I like all three of these streamers, and I'll take them in that order, Bob. All righty. I've got Strom, Tehran, and Gonzalez as well, but I would also say Lucas Giotto gets a double dip next week, so consider him if he's available. And Jeff Samarja has not a terrible home start, so Samarja might be out there if you need some innings and maybe some ratios. Wait, who's this other guy I see? That someone added. Uh, I, I will tell you. Basit? Do you do you even watch baseball? <laughs> Strom, I'm gonna go number one. Geo number two because why? Tehran over. Hmm. You got Daniel Mother Effin Volkswagen Norris living in a van down by the river. He is not gonna win against Norris. So I go oh Strom, Geo, Tehran. But if he's available in your league. Chris Bassett of the Oakland Athletics striking out 11 per nine with a 2.48 ERA and a one whip. Do you even watch baseball, Bassett? Yeah, I know. Julio Tehran's got to pronounce Bassett. Bassett? Yeah. Bassett, my. Julio Tehran's got a 3.67 ERA and a 1.26 whip with a K per nine above nine. I rest my case. He's going to get a win. Bassett's FIP is double that of his ERA. Just be aware of Chris's picks. Trust me. That is Rick, the I champion of 2018 PCFL <laughs> Fantasy Baseball League. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode <laughs> of Points on the Bench. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in a week or two. Leave us a review on your favorite <laughs> listening platform. <laughs> we don't know when we'll be back. But <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, jeez. Leave right. us a review. We'd appreciate it. Thanks. All right. See you. Peace. Peace.